on fasting part one by tertullian this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. i should wonder at the psychics if they were enthralled to voluptuousness alone which leads them to repeated marriages if they were not likewise bursting with gluttony which leads them to hate fasts lust without veracity would certainly be considered a monstrous phenomenon since these two are so united and concrete that had there been any possibility of disjoining them the pudenda would not have been fixed to the belly itself rather than elsewhere look at the body the region of these members is one and the same in short the order of the vices is proportionate to the arrangement of the members first the belly and then immediately the materials of all other species of lavishness are laid subordinately to daintiness through love of eating love of impurity finds passage i recognize therefore animal faith by its care of the flesh of which it wholly consists as prone to manifold feeding as to manifold marrying so that it deservedly accuses the spiritual discipline which according to its ability opposes it in this species of continence as well imposing as it does reins upon the appetite through taking sometimes no meals or late meals or dry meals just as upon lust through allowing but one marriage it is really irksome to engage with such one is really ashamed to wrangle about subjects the very defence of which is offensive to modesty for how am i to protect chastity and sobriety without taxing their adversaries what those adversaries are i will once for all mention they are the exterior and interior botulae of the psychics it is these which raise controversy with the paraclete it is on this account that the new prophecies are rejected not that montanus and priscilla and maximilla preach another god nor that they disjoin jesus christ from god nor that they overturn any particular rule of faith or hope but that they plainly teach more frequent fasting than marrying concerning the limit of marrying we have already published a defence of monogamy now our battle is the battle of the secondary rather than the primary continence in regard of the chastisement of diet they charge us with keeping fasts of our own with prolonging our stations generally into the evening with observing xerophages likewise keeping our food unmoistened by any flesh and by any juiciness and by any kind of specially succulent fruit and with not eating or drinking anything with a winey flavour also with abstinence from the bath congruent with our dry diet they are therefore constantly reproaching us with novelty concerning the unlawfulness of which they lay down a prescriptive rule that either it must be adjudged heresy if the point in dispute is a human presumption or else pronounced pseudo-prophecy if it is a spiritual declaration provided that either way we who reclaim hear sentence of anathema for so far as pertains to fasts they oppose to us the definite days appointed by god as when in leviticus the lord enjoins upon moses the tenth day of the seventh month as a day of atonement saying 
holy shall be to you the day and ye shall vex your souls and every soul which shall not have been vexed in that day shall be exterminated from his people at all events in the gospel they think that those days were definitely appointed for fasts in which the bridegroom was taken away and that these are now the only legitimate days for christian fasts the legal and prophetical antiquities having been abolished for wherever it suits their wishes they recognize what is the meaning of the law and the prophets until john accordingly they think that with regard to the future fasting was to be indifferently observed by the new discipline of course not of command according to the times and needs of each individual that is withal had been the observance of the apostles imposing as they did no other yoke of definite fasts to be observed by all generally nor similarly of stations either which they think have with all days of their own the fourth and sixth days of the week but yet take a wide range according to individual judgment neither subject to the law of a given precept nor to be protracted beyond the last hour of the day since even prayers the ninth hour generally concludes after peter's example which is recorded in the acts xerophages however they consider a novel name of a studied duty and very much akin to heathenish superstition like the abstemious rigours which purify an apis an isis and a magnamata by a restriction laid upon certain kinds of food whereas faith free in christ owes no abstinence from particular meats to the jewish law even admitted as it has been by the apostle once for all to the whole range of the meat market the apostle i say that detester of such as in like manner as they prohibit marrying so bid us abstain from meats created by god and accordingly they think us to have been even then pre-noted as in the latest times departing from the faith giving heed to spirits which seduce the world having a conscience inburnt with doctrines of liars inburnt with what fires prithee the fires i ween which lead us to repeated contracting of nuptials and daily cooking of dinners thus too they affirm that we share with the galatians the piercing rebuke of the apostle as observers of days and of months and of years meantime they hurl in our teeth the fact that isaiah withal has authoritatively declared not such a fast hath the lord elected that is not abstinence from food but the works of righteousness which he there appends and that the lord himself in the gospel has given a compendious answer to every kind of scrupulous in regard to food that not by such things as are introduced into the mouth is a man defiled but such as are produced out of the mouth while himself withal was wont to eat and drink till he made himself noted thus behold a gormandizer and a drinker finally that so too does the apostle teach that food commendeth us not to god since we neither abound if we eat nor lack if we eat not but the instrumentalities of these and similar passages they subtly tend at last to such a point that every one who is somewhat prone to appetite finds it possible to regard as superfluous and not so very necessary the duties of abstinence from or diminution or delay of food since god forsooth prefers the works of justice and of innocence and we know the quality of the hortatory addresses of carnal conveniences how easy it is to say i must believe with my whole heart i must love god and my neighbour as myself for on these two precepts the whole law hangeth and the prophets 
not in the emptiness of my lungs and intestines. Accordingly, we are bound to affirm, before proceeding further, this principle, which is in danger of being secretly subverted, namely, of what value in the sight of God this emptiness you speak of is, and first of all, whence has proceeded the rationale itself of earning the favour of God in this way. For the necessity of the observance will then be acknowledged when the authority of a rationale, to be dated back from the very beginning, shall have shone out to view. Adam had received from God the law of not tasting of the tree of recognition of good and evil, with the doom of death to ensue upon tasting. However, even Adam himself at that time, reverting to the condition of a psychic after the spiritual ecstasy in which he had prophetically interpreted that great sacrament with reference to Christ and the Church, and no longer being capable of the things which were the spirits, yielded more readily to his belly than to God, heeded the meat rather than the mandate, and sold salvation for his gullet. He ate, in short, and perished, saved as he would else have been, if he had preferred to fast from one little tree, so that, even from this early date, animal faith may recognize its own seed, deducing from thence onward its appetite for carnalities and rejection of spiritualities. I hold, therefore, that from the very beginning the murderous gullet was to be punished with the torments and penalties of hunger. Even if God had enjoined no perceptive fasts, Still, by pointing out the source whence Adam was slain, he who had demonstrated the offence had left to my intelligence the remedies for the offence. Unbidden, I would in such ways and at such times as I might have been able have habitually accounted food as poison and taken the antidote, hunger, through which to purge the primordial cause of death, a cause transmitted to me also, concurrently with my very generation, certain that god willed that whereof he nilled the contrary and confident even that the care of continence will be pleasing to him by whom i should have understood that the crime of incontinence had been condemned further since he himself both commands fasting and calls a soul wholly shattered properly of course by straits of diet a sacrifice who will any longer doubt that of all dietary macerations the rationale has been this, that by a renewed interdiction of food and observation of precept, the primordial sin might now be expiated, in order that man may make God's satisfaction through the self-same causative material through which he had offended, that is, through interdiction of food, and thus, in emulous wise, hunger might rekindle, just as satiety had extinguished salvation, contemning for the sake of one unlawful, more lawful gratifications. This rationale was constantly kept in the eye of the providence of God, modulating all things, as he does, to suit the exigencies of the times, lest any from the opposite side, with the view of demolishing our proposition, should say, Why, in that case, did God not forthwith institute some definite restriction upon food? Nay, rather, why did he withal enlarge his permission? For at the beginning, indeed, it had only been the food of herbs and trees which he had assigned to man. Behold, I have given you all grass fit for sowing, seeding seed which is upon the earth, and every tree which hath in itself the fruit of seed fit for sowing shall be to you for food." Afterwards, however, after enumerating to Noah the subjection to him of 
all beasts of the earth and fowls of the heaven and things moving on earth and the fish of the sea and every creeping thing he says they shall be to you for food just like the grassy vegetables have i given them you universally but flesh in the blood of its own soul shall ye not eat for even by this very fact that he exempts from eating that flesh only the soul of which is not outshed through blood it is manifest that he has conceded the use of all other flesh to this we reply that it was not suitable for man to be burdened with any further special law of abstinence who so recently showed himself unable to tolerate so light an interdiction of one single fruit to wit that accordingly having had the rain relaxed he was to be strengthened by his very liberty that equally after the deluge in the reformation of the human race as before it one law of abstaining from blood was sufficient the use of all things else being allowed for the lord had already shown his judgment through the deluge had moreover likewise issued a comminatory warning through the requisition of blood from the hand of a brother and from the hand of every beast and thus pre-ministering the justice of judgment he issued the materials of liberty preparing through allowance an undergrowth of discipline permitting all things with a view to take some away meaning to exact more if he had committed more to command abstinence since he had forsent indulgence in order that as we have said the primordial sin might be the more expiated by the operation of a greater abstinence in the midst of the opportunity of a greater license at length when a familiar people began to be chosen by god to himself and the restoration of man was able to be essayed then all the laws and disciplines were imposed even such as curtailed food certain things being prohibited as unclean in order that man by observing a perpetual abstinence in certain particulars might at last the more easily tolerate absolute fasts for the first people had withal reproduced the first man's crime being found more prone to their belly than to god when plucked out from the harshness of egyptian servitude by the mighty hand and sublime arm of god they were seen to be its lord destined to the land flowing with milk and honey but forthwith stumbled at the surrounding spectacle of an incopious desert sighing after the lost enjoyments of egyptian satiety they murmured against moses and aaron would that we had been smitten to the heart by the lord and perished in the land of egypt when we were wont to sit over our jars of flesh and eat bread unto the full how leddest thou us out into these deserts to kill this assembly by famine from the self-same belly preference were they destined at last to deplore the fate of the self-same leaders of their own and eyewitnesses of the power of god whom by their regretful hankering after flesh and their recollection of the egyptian plenties they were ever exacerbating who shall feed us with flesh there have come into our mind the fish which in egypt we were wont to eat freely and the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic but now our soul is arid naught save manna do our eyes see thus used they too like the psychics to find the angelic bread of xerophagy displeasing they preferred the fragrance of garlic and onions to that of heaven and therefore from men so ungrateful all that was more pleasing and appetizing was withdrawn for the sake at once of punishing gluttony and exercising continence that the former might be condemned the latter practically learned
now if there has been temerity in our retracing to primordial experiences the reasons for god's having laid and our duty for the sake of god to lay restrictions upon food let us consult common conscience nature herself will plainly tell with what qualities she is ever wont to find us endowed when she sets us before taking food and drink with our saliva still in a virgin state to the transaction of matters by the sense especially whereby things divine are handled whether it be not with a mind much more vigorous with a heart much more alive than when the whole habitation of our interior man stuffed with meats inundated with wines fermenting for the purpose of excremental secretion is already being turned into a premeditatory of privies a premeditatory where plainly nothing is so proximately subsequent as the savouring of lavishness the people did eat and drink and they arose to play understand the modest language of holy scripture play unless it had been immodest it would not have been reprehended on the other hand how many are they who are mindful of religion when the seats of the memory are occupied the limbs of wisdom impeded no one will suitably fitly usefully remember god at that time when it is customary for a man to forget his own self all discipline food either slays or else wounds i am a liar if the lord himself when upbraiding israel with forgetfulness does not impute the cause to fullness my beloved is waxen thick and fat and distend and hath quite forsaken god who made him and hath gone away from the lord his saviour in short in the selfsame deuteronomy when bidding precaution to be taken against the selfsame cause he says lest when thou shalt have eaten and drunken and built excellent houses thy sheep and oxen being multiplied and thy silver and gold thy heart being elated and thou being forgetful of the lord thy god to the corrupting power of riches he made the enormity of edacity antecedent for which riches themselves are the procuring agents through them to wit had the heart of the people been made thick lest they should see with the eyes and hear with the ears and understand with a heart obstructed by the fats of which he had expressly forbidden the eating teaching man not to be studious of the stomach on the other hand he whose heart was habitually found lifted up rather than fattened up who in forty days and as many nights maintained a fast above the power of human nature while spiritual faith subministered strength to his body both saw with his eyes god's glory and heard with his ears god's voice and understood with his heart god's law while he taught him even then by experience that man liveth not upon bread alone but upon every word of god in that the people though fatter than he could not constantly contemplate even moses himself fed as he had been upon god nor his leanness sated as he had been with his glory deservedly therefore even while in the flesh did the lord show himself to him the colleague of his own fasts no less than to elijah for elijah withal had by this fact primarily that he had imprecated a famine already sufficiently devoted himself to fasts the lord liveth he said before whom i am standing in his sight if there shall be dew in these years and rain shower subsequently fleeing from threatening jezebel after one single meal of food and drink when he had found on being awakened by an angel he to himself in a space of forty days and nights his belly empty his mouth dry arrived at mount horeb where when he had made a cave his inn with how familiar a meeting with god was he received 
What doest thou, Elijah, here? Much more friendly was this voice than, Adam, where art thou? For the latter voice was uttering a threat to a fed man, the former soothing a fasting one. Such is the prerogative of circumscribed food, that it makes God tent-fellow with man, peer in truth with peer. For if the eternal God will not hunger, as he testifies through Isaiah, this will be the time for man to be made equal with God when he lives without food. And thus we have already proceeded to examples in order that, by its profitable efficacy, we may unfold the powers of this duty which reconciles God, even when angered, to man. Israel, before their gathering together by Samuel on occasion of the drawing of water at Mizpah, had sinned, but so immediately do they wash away the sin by a fast, that the peril of battle is dispersed by them simultaneously with the water on the ground. At the very moment when Samuel was offering the holocaust, in no way do we learn that the clemency of God was more procured than by the abstinence of the people, and the aliens were advancing to battle. Then and there the Lord thundered with a mighty voice upon the aliens, and they were thrown into confusion and fell in a mass in the sight of Israel. And the men of Israel went forth out of Mizpah and pursued the aliens and smote them unto Bethor, the unfed chasing the fed, the unarmed, the armed. Such will be the strength of them who fast to God. For such heaven fights. You have before you a condition upon which divine defense will be granted, necessary even to spiritual wars. Similarly, when the king of the Assyrians, Sennacherib, after already taking several cities, was volleying blasphemies and menaces against Israel through Rabshakeh, nothing else but fasting diverted him from his purpose and sent him into the Ethiopias. After that, what else swept away by the hand of the angel an hundred eighty and four thousand from his army than Hezekiah the king's humiliation? If it is true, as it is, that on hearing the announcement of the harshness of the foe, he rent his garment, put on sackcloth, and bade the elders of the priests similarly habited approach God through Isaiah, fasting being, of course, the escort attendant to their prayers. For peril has no time for food, nor sackcloth any care for satiety's refinements. Hunger is ever the attendant of mourning, just as gladness is an accessory of fullness. Through this attendant of mourning and this hunger, even that sinful state, Nineveh, is freed from the predicted ruin, for repentance for sins had sufficiently commended the fast, keeping it up in a space of three days, starving out even the cattle with which God was not angry. Sodom also and Gomorrah would have escaped if they had fasted. This remedy even Ahab acknowledges, when, after his transgression and idolatry in the slaughter of Naboth, slain by Jezebel on account of his vineyard, Elijah had upbraided him, How hast thou killed and possessed the inheritance? In the place where dogs had licked up the blood of Naboth, thine also shall they lick up. He abandoned himself, and put sackcloth upon his flesh, and fasted, and slept in sackcloth. And then came the word of the Lord unto Elijah, Thou hast seen how Ahab hath shrunk in awe from my face, for that he hath shrunk in awe, I will not bring the hurt upon him in his own days, but in the days of his son I will bring it upon him, his son who is not to fast. Thus a Godward fast is a work of reverential awe, and by its means also Hannah, the wife of Elkanah, making suit barren as she had been before time, easily obtained from God the filling of her belly empty of food with a son, a, and a prophet, 
nor is it merely change of nature or aversion of perils or obliteration of sins but likewise the recognition of mysteries which fasts will merit from god look at daniel's example about the dream of the king of babylon all the sophists are troubled they affirm that without external aid it cannot be discovered by human skill daniel alone trusting to god and knowing what would tend to the deserving of god's favour requires a space of three days fasts with his fraternity and his prayers thus commended is instructed throughout as to the order and signification of the dream quarter is granted by the tyrant's sophists god is glorified daniel is honoured destined as he was to receive even subsequently also no less a favour of god in the first year of king darius when after careful and repeated meditation upon the times predicted by jeremiah he set his face to god in fasts and sackcloth and ashes for the angel withal sent to him immediately professed this to be the cause of the divine approbation i am come he said to demonstrate to thee since thou art pitiable by fasting to wit if to god he was pitiable to the lions in the den he was formidable when six days fasting he had breakfast provided him by an angel we produce two our remaining evidences for we now hasten to modern proofs on the threshold of the gospel anna the prophetess daughter of phanuel who both recognized the infant lord and preached many things about him to such as were expecting the redemption of israel after the preeminent distinction of long-continued and single-husbanded widowhood is additionally graced with the testimony of fastings also pointing out as she does what the duties are which should characterize attendance of the church and pointing out too the fact that christ is understood by none more than by the once married and often fasting by and by the lord himself consecrated his own baptism and in his own that of all by fasts having the power to make loaves out of stones a to make jordan flow with wine perchance if he had been such a glutton and toper nay rather by the virtue of condemning food he was initiating the new man into a severe handling of the old that he might show that new man to the devil again seeking to tempt him by means of food to be too strong for the whole power of hunger thus he prescribed to fasts a law that they are to be performed without sadness for why should what is salutary be sad he taught likewise that fasts are to be the weapons for battling with the more direful demons for what wonder if the same operation is the instrument of the iniquitous spirit's egress as of the holy spirit's ingress finally granting that upon the centurion cornelius before even baptism the honourable gift of the holy spirit together with the gift of prophecy besides had hastened to descend we see that his fasts had been heard i think moreover that the apostle too in the second of corinthians among his labours and perils and hardships after hunger and thirst enumerates fasts also very many this principal species in the category of dietary restriction may already afford a prejudgment concerning the inferior operations of abstinence also as being themselves too in proportion to their measure useful or necessary for the exception of certain kinds from use of food is a partial fast let us therefore look into the question of the novelty or vanity of xerophages to see whether in them too we do not find an operation alike of most ancient as of most efficacious religion i return to daniel and his brethren 
preferring as they did a diet of vegetables and the beverage of water to the royal dishes and decanters and being found as they were therefore more handsome lest any be apprehensive on the score of his paltry body to boot besides being spiritually cultured into the bargain for god gave to the young men knowledge and understanding in every kind of literature and to daniel in every word and in dreams and in every kind of wisdom which wisdom was to make him wise in this very thing also namely by what means the recognition of mysteries was to be obtained from god finally in the third year of cyrus king of the persians when he had fallen into careful and repeated meditation on a vision he provided another form of humiliation in those days he says i daniel was mourning during three weeks pleasant bread i ate not flesh and wine entered not into my mouth with oil i was not anointed until three weeks were consummated which being elapsed an angel was sent out from god addressing him on this wise daniel thou art a man pitiable fear not since from the first day on which thou gavest thy soul to recogitation and to humiliation before god thy word hath been heard and i am entered at thy word thus the pitiable spectacle and the humiliation of xerophages expel fear and attract the ears of god and make men masters of secrets i return likewise to elijah when the ravens had been wont to satisfy him with bread and flesh why was it that afterwards at beersheba of judah that certain angel after rousing him from sleep offered him beyond doubt bread alone and water had ravens been wanting to feed him more liberally or had it been difficult to the angel to carry away from some part of the banquet room of the king some attendant with his amply furnished waiter and transfer him to elijah just as the breakfast of the reapers was carried into the den of lions and presented to daniel in his hunger but it behoved that an example should be set teaching us that at a time of pressure and persecution and whatsoever difficulty we must live on xerophages with such food did david express his own exomologesis eating ashes indeed as it were bread that is dry bread and foul like ashes mingling moreover his wine with weeping of course instead of wine for abstinence from wine withal has honourable badges of its own an abstinence which had dedicated samuel and consecrated aaron to god for of samuel his mother said and wine and that which is intoxicating shall he not drink for such was her condition withal when praying to god and the lord said to aaron wine and spiritous liquor shall ye not drink thou and thy son after thee whenever ye shall enter the tabernacle or ascend unto the sacrificial altar and ye shall not die so true is it that such as shall have ministered in the church being not sober shall die thus too in recent times he upbraids israel and ye used to give my sanctified ones wine to drink and moreover this limitation upon drink is the portion of xerophagy anyhow wherever abstinence from wine is either exacted by god or vowed by man there let there be understood likewise a restriction of food for furnishing a formal type to drink for the quality of the drink is correspondent to that of the eating it is not probable that a man should sacrifice to god half his appetite temperate in waters and intemperate in meats whether moreover the apostle had any acquaintance with xerophages the apostle who had repeatedly practised great rigours hunger and thirst and fasts many who had forbidden drunkenness and revellings 
we have a sufficient evidence even from the case of his disciple Timotheus, whom, when he admonishes for the sake of his stomach and constant weaknesses to use a little wine, from which he was abstaining not from rule but from devotion, else the custom would rather have been beneficial to his stomach, by this very fact he has advised abstinence from wine as worthy of God, which, on account of necessity, he has dissuaded. End of On Fasting, Part 1, by Tertullian